Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. I am thrilled you're here. Welcome to church. I'm Tim Brooks, and we're glad to have all of you joining us on all the many social media avenues that we have. Thousands and thousands just continue to add to our numbers that are joining us, and we are thrilled to have you. Continue to grow with us. Continue to learn with us. Tell your friends that, boy, I'm watching this podcast. I'm listening to this live stream and how good it is. But don't ever tell your friends that you went to church online today. Now, don't say that. Say how great it was, but don't ever say you went to church online today because that's impossible to do. You can't go to church online. You go to church, you shake people's hand, you pray for people, you greet people, you encourage somebody, you volunteer, you serve, you fund children's ministries. You go to church, you fund youth ministries. You go to church and you're a part of the body of Christ. We're glad to have you joining us. And I want to encourage you, you get in a local church where you serve and you give and you be a member of the body of Christ. But we are glad to have you joining us each week. Each year, our church has a theme, a focus, a direction. And this year, our focus has been the kingdom of God. The scripture we're using is seek first the kingdom of God. That's that's the direction we're going. Well, here we are, the end of June. We're the last week of June. We're at the end of June. That means we're halfway through 2022. Well, how are we doing? I mean, how are we doing? If this is going to be our focus, if this is going to be our direction, then we need to check up and say, well, how are we doing in this? How are we doing living our life in the kingdom of God? How are we doing seeking first the kingdom of God? How are we doing? The title of today's message is Living Under a New Lord. Living our life under a new Lord. And we've been talking about this all year. We're halfway through, so I want to take a few minutes and have a recap. Are we living there? As we recap, we're asking ourselves, are we living in the kingdom of God? A familiar passage to all of us is in Romans 10, verse 9. Probably everybody in here can, can quote this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm sorry to say that the church has misled people in an understanding of salvation. If you confess, that's not coming down front and repeating a three-sentence prayer. That's not confession. If you look up that word in the dictionary, it says to acknowledge a fault or a crime. The next definition it says is to tell one's sins to God. A confession is not taking a preacher's hand and repeating anything. A confession in Arkansas terms is spilling your guts. Just laying it all out before God. A coming clean with God. God, here I am and I'm coming clean with you. Now, I want to look at Romans 10, 9. For salvation, we confess with our mouth. That is, there comes a point in your life where you fall before the Lord. And you come clean with the life that you've lived before him. God, I am sorry. And you confess your sins 
before the Lord, where you pour your heart out to God, where you pour your, well, what do you confess? You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Okay, well, there's another word there we don't know what it is, so let's look that up in the dictionary. The word Lord. The dictionary gives us the definition of the word Lord as ruler, master, and get this, domineering over. Domineering over. There's a change in your boss. There's a change in your boss. Jesus, you are master, you are ruler, you are domineering over my life. And that's a long way from repeating a little dilly what at the end of a service. That's a long way from that. When you come clean before God and you change lordship in your life, you spill your guts, you come clean before God, and you put yourself and your life to be lived under a new ruler, a new master. There's another one over you, domineering over you. Our life is then lived under a new Lord. Our daily life is lived under a new... Write this down. The word Lord is boss, ruler, master, domineering over. That, that's what you confess with your mouth. There is a new master in my life. There, there's a new one that's calling the shots. I, I know... And I confess with my mouth, and I know this. You can't talk me out of this. I know this. Jesus died for me. He was buried for me. And then he was resurrected from the dead for me. And now I join him in that. See, salvation is joining him in his death, his burial, and then his resurrection to live a new life. I die to my old master. I die to my old self. I die to my old ruler. And I live under a new master, under a new ruler. And when that happens for you, you are, you, you, you are saved. When that happens for you, you are saved. See, salvation is not repeating anything after anybody. That's not salvation. Salvation is a result of you living under a new Lord. See, it, it's, I've been saved. I've been saved from my worry. I'm saved from that because now I'm under a new Lord. That's his worry. Oh, Tim, which, what? This world? My gosh, I'm just so worried about this world. I'm not because I'm not in charge of it. He's in charge of it. See, I'm saved from my worry. Oh, I'm just so afraid. I'm so afraid for my kids. I'm so afraid for my grandkids. See, I'm not because I am not in charge over that. I've got a new Lord. I've got a new master. There's a new boss in town. So I am saved from my fear. Are you getting this? I'm not calling the shots. I'm not under the press, pressure and the stress of life because there's someone else that is under the pressure and the stress of life. I got a new guy. I got a new guy calling the shots. Uh, there's no more for me. I got mad, so I quit. 
I got, I got mad, so I quit. It's no longer my mad calling the shots in my life. Why'd you do that? I wanted to, so I did. Okay, my wanted to doesn't call the shots anymore. See, I want to, but Lord, what would you have me do? See, Lord, what would, yeah, I want to. I felt like it, but Lord, what would you have me do? God, what would you have me say? How would you have me to respond to what just happened in my life? This event just happened in my life, but now I'm living under a new Lord. So how would you have me respond to this, act to this? What would you have me say about this? See, we're halfway through 2022 and we're recapping. Much of this generation is under the lordship of their emotions. Totally. Their emotions call all of the shots for their life. Much of this era that we're living in is their whims call the shots. On a whim, they just jumped up and did that. Why did you do that? Just felt like it. See, the carnal fleshly desires are calling the shots in people's lives. This is what this year is all about. Under the lordship of hurt, hurt of your past experiences, or under the lordship of Jesus. I get mad. I get real mad. Fact is, I probably could write a manual on how to get mad. And I know that no one in here can get mad as quick as I can get mad. I can, I can get mad, but I get mad really, really quick. Boom! I'm just, it just, boom! I'm mad. See, I still get mad. I still get really, really mad. But when you change lordships of, I'm mad right now, but my mad is not telling me what to say. My mad is not telling me what to do. I've got to find what to do through Jesus. Your boss just furiated you and made you mad. So your mad is saying, take this job and you know what to do with it. I'm slamming door. I'm storming out here. But see, my mad is no longer Lord of my life. Jesus, you're, I'm mad right now. But Jesus, your Lord. Jesus, your Lord. Hurt. So much of life's hurt has people under their control. Let me, let me just say this. If you live, you will be hurt. I was so hurt. Well, join the club. If you've lived life, you've been hurt. Your parents hurt your feelings. Your friends hurt your feelings. Your school teacher hurts your feelings. Your co-workers hurt your feelings. The people you are mostly in love with hurt your feelings. A husband hurts your feelings. Your children hurt your feelings. I mean, everywhere we go, people are not perfect, so your feelings are always hurt. What about we just so hurt by that? I don't doubt that, but we've got to stop allowing that hurt to be Lord of our life. We've got to stop allowing that injustice to be the Lord of your life. Well, Tim, you don't know what happened to me when I was 8, 9, and 10. Well, I do know that we all live in an imperfect world, and I bet you were with somebody who wasn't perfect. We can all go back and relive hurts that we've gone through. What I'm asking today is, is your hurt 
Jesus Lord of your life or is Jesus Lord of your life? Is your bitterness Lord of your life, calling all of the shots, dictating life to you, or is Jesus Lord of your life? We've got to stop allowing these emotional responses to be Lord of our life. I'm boiling mad right now, but you say mad is not the Lord of my life. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I want our church to know this. Make sure that you know this. Galatians chapter 2 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the Lord, trusting the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, I want to ask today as we're figuring out and analyzing where we are halfway through this year, has your old self been crucified with Christ? Or is your old self still going to therapy once a week? Is your old self crucified with Christ or is your old self in therapy? Has your old self been crucified with Christ or is your old self still demanding an apology? And until they apologize, I'm not by God, I'm telling you, until they apologize. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, is, is your apology, is that old self been crucified with Christ? Is Jesus Lord or until they apologize? See, what happened to you is still Lord of your life. Is harboring unforgiveness Lord of your life? Or is Jesus Lord of your life? Is being bitter, being bitter, is bitterness Lord of your life? Or is Jesus Lord of your life? 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Romans 6, 2. Since we have died to sin, how can I continue to live in it? I've died to that. Since you have died to sin, how can you continue to live in unforgiveness? Since you have died to sin, how can you continue to live in bitterness or anger or rage? Verse 3, have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ, we were joined with him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism... And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also live new lives. Church, we're living a new life. We're living a new life. You, you, you're not the same person that you used to be. Salvation is not taking the preacher by the hand and repeating anything. Salvation is a result of living a new life in Christ. Romans chapter 8, write down verse 5 and 6. Verse 5, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. Verse 6, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. You got to, you just have to know. 
as pastors of this church, you, you got to know the reason we do what we do is we love people. And we want people to experience daily life in peace. I don't want folks experiencing life in peace on a rare occasion. I want folks living in life in peace. I want their life to be lived, blessed, and enjoying their life. Church, we live in a great area. It is a beautiful place that we live. It's beautiful. And I want you enjoying every day of it. You only get one shot at this, by the way. You just get one shot of this. And for you to live so much of your life angry or bitter or full of hate, or for you to live that, you're losing days that you could be loving your life and enjoying life in peace. I'm not perfect. I, I don't handle every situation perfect. I don't always say the right things. But church, I got to drive to see people's homes, families, marriages, see their businesses, see their finances in peace, in life, and life abundant. I got a desire to see people being used by God, answering the call of God that's on their life. I, I hate to see people depressed. I hate to see the devil making people unhappy mad, offended, hurt. I hate to see the devil confuse people to the point they don't even know who they are. God formed you in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. And the devil wants to so steal your mind that you don't know if you use the toilet or a litter box. You've got to be kidding me. Some of you are aware. Some of you maybe not be aware. It's sweeping our, it's sweeping our area right now. You've got to be kidding me. Come on. I hate to see the devil destroying a life. I want to see you living blessed. I want to see you living fulfilled in life. God formed you in your mother's womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made by God. You were created by God for a purpose and on purpose. The devil wants to so confuse you that you don't even know whether you're a male or a female. You, you, you don't even know. You, you go and stop and stare at a bathroom sign not knowing what direction to take. The devil is confusing our young people. And now telling them they are a cat, they are an animal, and now school boards all across our area are putting, talking about and debating, putting litter boxes in our school's bathrooms for those that identify. Uh, this church is going to do all we can to keep the devil from killing, stealing, and destroying the lives of our young people. The devil is turning up his attack, and i got to let him know right up front we're turning up our attack. We're going to address this head on. We're going to address this head on. Our young people in here are going to grow up knowing God created me for a plan and for a purpose. Come on, parents. Come on, parents. Let's roll up our sleeves. You tell your children, God created you. God, you tell them every day when they walk out the door, God's got a plan on you, for you. God's got his hand on your life. As the devil's turning up his attack, parents, we're going to turn up our attack. You look at your child. 
And you tell them, you are blessed by God to be created as a woman. And God needs and wants to use your femininity in this world. Son, you are blessed. You are blessed by God to be created as a man. And God wants to use your masculinity in this world. And God's going to bring masculinity and femininity together in the marriage, in the home, in the workplace, in the church. And we're going to lock arms as men and women. And we're going to conquer the enemies in our life. We're going to do this together as we fulfill the call of God on our life. Honey, God needed a woman. That's why he created you. God needed a man. That's why he created you. Come on, parents, roll up our sleeves and let's get serious. Let's get serious about this. You know, when I read those who have allowed their sinful nature to be Lord and to dominate, that leads to death. And then I read those who allow the Spirit to be Lord and dominate, that leads to life and peace. Then I got to do all I can to teach to yell, to holler, to get in your face. Don't let the sinful nature control. Let the Spirit of God control your life because the sinful nature will lead you to death. The Spirit of God will lead you to life and peace. I got to do all I can do to get that message out. The sinful nature will kill you. Don't go there. Let, let, just Okay, close your Bibles for a second. Let's just talk. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me just ask you a question. If you see a loved one, a loved one of yours walking, and, and they're talking with their friends, or they're on their phone, and you can see that the group they're with has them distracted. Now, you can see that. You're aware that they are distracted from their surroundings, and you look up and you see a semi-truck, 88,000 pounds, coming 75 miles an hour, and it's barreling down on this group of kids. And they're walking along, their heads are in what they're doing, and they're unaware of this truck blaring down on them. I'm asking you a question. Would you yell at them? Or would you be concerned about hurting their feelings? Would you be worried about being a little too hard? Would you be worried about being accused of being too black and white? Here comes this semi. It's barreling down. This group right here, and, and I got loved ones in that group, and I see the impending danger. I see what's coming and, and I've, I've got, I mean, I don't have much time. I, I mean, we're talking split second. So I stop and, and I'm thinking, okay, how do I say this? Because I don't want to hurt them. And, you know, this generation, I don't want to offend anybody. And I, I sweetie, could, sweetie, could, it's a semi. It's, it's coming, it's a sweetheart. I don't want to be offensive. I don't want to be this pastor who is out of touch. I don't want you to roll your eyes and you think he's a weirdo. I, okay, let me, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And, sweetheart, if, could, could we just talk? Come on, what are you doing? You're yelling. You're yelling. You're, you're hollering. See, church, here's the deal. 
I've been doing this a long time. I've seen lots of people and I've seen them grow and I've watched the decisions they make and I've seen where that ended up. And I see these people grow and I watch the decisions they make and I see where that ends up. And I watch these people grow and I see the decisions they make and I see where that ends up. See, I've got a perspective. Being old and outdated gives you a different perspective. And so I've got a perspective and I'm just telling you there's a semi-barreling down on you. Now, I'm too black and white, I'm too mean, I'm too offensive, I don't relate to this generation, I'm not compassionate, I, I get all of that. There's a dead gum semi about to squash you like a bug. Now, how do you want me to say that sweet? How do you want me to phrase that so I don't offend anybody? You're about to get... I can see from my old outdated perspective, I already know where that road goes. Church, I'm yelling. I'm yelling and I'm hollering and I'm kicking, I'm screaming, I'm throwing things. I'm doing all I can to get your attention. Do I want to hurt anybody? No. Do I want to offend anybody? That's not my intention. But I can see what's happening. And I see where that's taking you. And all I'm doing is trying. I got to yell. I got to holler. I got to jump up and down. I'm trying to get you to step back and go, that's not where I want to go. I get it. My delivery wasn't to your liking. But I'm doing everything I can to keep you from getting hit. Don't allow this culture's direction to take you in front of a semi that's barreling down on you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And if you don't, you will be wiped out. I know where the path you're going taking you. Maybe last week. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got mad. I got mad. I got mad, real mad. But that's not going to be my Lord. That's not going to be my Lord. Absolutely. Somebody hurt my feelings and hurt them deeply this last week. That's living with people. That's living with people, and that's just what people do. So it hurt my feelings. I get that, but that's no longer going to be my Lord and dictate my feelings all week long. It's not going to do it. Not going to do it. Somebody hurt my feelings. I'm deeply wounded. I'm not going to come in and yell and scream at my wife. And now she and I are mad at each other because of somebody else that made me. I'm not going to be led by somebody hurting my feelings. It's not going to happen. I'm not turning lordship of my life over to my hate or my bitterness or my unforgiveness. I'm going to move my life. And I'm telling you, I'm going to live in the kingdom of God. I'm living there. I'm going to live under a new Lord. And here's what I'm telling you. The emotion of happy and the emotion of sad changes real quick. You're happy, you're sad. Someone made you happy, someone made you sad. Someone made you happy, somebody made you sad. 
I ain't living my life jerked up and down and up and down. When Jesus is Lord of your life, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you can be happy every day. Because Jesus is Lord, not what just happened in your life. See, for the heathen, and here's what you need to know, and I get it. That's why I'm not upset by people. I'm not upset by heathens when they act like a heathen. Because they are. See, you're not upset when somebody is controlled by their anger because unless they've made Jesus Lord of their life, their only option is to be controlled by their anger. Does that make sense to you? Until Jesus becomes Lord of your life, your only option is to wallow in your hurt. And you wallow in your hurt because your hurt is the Lord of your life. And until Jesus is Lord of your life, your bitterness, your unforgiveness, and so you just expect that. You just know that's coming because they don't have any other option. I got another option. See, I have another option for Lord. I've made Jesus my Lord. I've made Jesus my Lord. So when I get hurt... When I am mad, when I am jerked up, see, I, I have another option. I'm not going to let that be my Lord. Now I have an option. I can let Jesus be the Lord of my life. And when Jesus is not Lord of someone's life, what just happened is. Are you getting that? If Jesus is not Lord of someone's life, then what just happened is Lord of their life. And they're mad or they're happy, they're up, they're down, they're angry, they're bitter, they're un... What, whatever is going on in their life is dictating their day. And here's what I'm telling you. Whatever's going on in my life is not going to dictate my day. I got a new Lord. I got a new Lord. Got a new Lord. This year we're talking about... We're talking about not repeating a prayer. Not every head bowed and every eye closed, slip a hand up and pull it right back down. This year, we're talking about making Jesus Lord of your life. We're talking about moving in to the kingdom of God. And if you're looking for me, I'm going to be in peace, and I'm going to be in joy, and I'm going to be full of the Holy Ghost. Church, here's, here's what I'm telling you. This is a choice that you make to make Jesus Lord. I was told this last week. Well, Tim, I know you're happy, but you shouldn't be. And they started telling me why I shouldn't be. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. I'm moving my life under the dominion of another boss. I'm moving my life under the dominion of a new Lord. See, I'm no longer just going to church, just reading my Bible, just putting some money in the collection plate. I'm making Jesus Lord. I'm making Jesus Lord of my life. See, I'm owned. I've been bought with a price. I'm a slave. I'm a bond servant. Absolutely, there are things that I may want or desire, but I want to live my life where it's not my will, but His be done in my life. As we're moving our life under a new Lord, this is simple. This is simple. Freedom comes under a new Lord. See, you live free of hurt's control over you. Freedom comes. See, you live free of anger's control over you. Now, you still get angry because we're people. 
You still get mad, but I'm not going to let it be the Lord of my life. See, you get free because fear is no longer controlling my life. Now, when you are Lord of your life, then you lived with bitterness, unforgiveness, and all kinds of pain. Today, I'm not saying come down front and take my hand and repeat a few sentences. Then I'm going to hug you and tell you to turn around and tell all the church, now come and hug them because they're good to go. Because you're not good to go. You're not at all good to go. You're fixing to leave this church and walk right back into hurt and bitterness and pain. No, you're not good to go because you came up here. You're good to go when you make Jesus Lord of your life. When Jesus becomes Lord of your life, then I'm going to say you're good to go. You are good to go. Church, pack your bags and let's move. Let's move. Let's move out of where we've been living and let's move into the kingdom of God. Move out of a life that is so confused you don't even know if you are an animal or a human. Move out of a life that you don't even know what gender you are. Move out of a life that's controlled by anger, where you just lay in your bed and you wallow in your hurt and what was done to you and the abuse you have suffered. Pack your bags and move out of that life. Move out of a life that spews unforgiveness and bitterness. Move out and move into kingdom of God, a life full of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, a life lived in blessings, a life lived in joy. You make Jesus Lord. Today, if you're ready to die, if you're ready to die, if you're ready to die to that bitterness that you've been harboring, today, if you're ready to die, of that unforgiveness that you've been holding for 20 years. If you're ready to die to that revenge that you feel, if you're ready to die to that hate, if you're ready to bury it, and you're ready to live a life in the kingdom of God, Jesus is waiting for you. Y'all stand. Right now, all over this place, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of the depression. I'm sick and tired of the anxiety. I'm sick and tired of the mental torment that I live in. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the unforgiveness. I'm sick of it. Right now, right now, Confess your sins. Pour your heart out to God right where you stand. God, I'm sick of this mess. I'm sick of this mess. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, of letting all of this mess be the Lord of my life. And Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart right now and take over. You take over 
and be the Lord of my life. Come on, ask Jesus to come into your life and let him become Lord of your life. Jesus, right now, I want to make you Lord of my life. You know, maybe there are some in here today that has made Jesus Lord of your life. You've lived in the kingdom of God. You you have lived there. And you've lived there for years. But ever since this last election, you've been been jerked up. You've lived in peace for years. But ever, ever since six months ago, when this happened in your business, come on, all over this place, There are people who maybe Jesus was Lord, but the last six months he hadn't been. Or the last two years he hadn't been. Something's happened in your home, in your family. Something's happened in your business. Something's happened in your health. Something's happened in your finances. And you walked back in to another Lord. Right now, come on, let's move back in. We messed up. We moved out. I want to move back in. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me for taking back lordship of my life. Forgive me for walking out of your kingdom and back into darkness. Forgive me for letting this anger so consume my mind. Right now, Lord, forgive me for letting this frustration consume me. Lord, I roll the cares of this world off on you. I roll the cares of my future off on you. And I confess, Jesus, you are my Lord. Come on, all over this place, let's have some confessions. Jesus, you are my Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me. I've I've, I've taken back control of my life. And I've made a mess of it. I'm hurt. I'm upset. I'm in pain. I'm tormented. I can't sleep. I got a knot in my stomach. I'm jerked up. Jesus, I make you Lord today. I confess my sins before you. And I say, you are my Lord. Come on, all over this place, people making Jesus Lord of their life. Jesus, you're my Lord. You are my Lord. You are or my Lord. My life is in your hands. My future is in your hands. My health is in your hands. You are my Lord. You're my Lord. I make you Lord of my life. I'm walking out from under the pressure. I'm walking out from under the stress. And I'm walking out from under the worry because I am changing where I live. I'm moving in to the kingdom of God. And Lord, today as I leave here, I seek first your will, your kingdom, and I allow the other things in life to be added to me. But I put your will first. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week living in the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. 
If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.